Welcome to this Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, episode 39. Last week I spoke about capturing or creating mood or atmosphere in your images, either by being at the right place at the right time, uh, for example to make the most of certain weather conditions, or by using technology and other props, either at the time of shooting or in the post-processing. Today I'm going to talk about um, some shots that, to me, have mood or provoke a certain feeling, uh, but that really could probably not be recreated very easily, or rather they could not be created at all for one reason or another. As most of you know, I'm not a great portrait photographer, but I do shoot environmental portraits when I'm out and about and uh, if I'm faced with an opportunity. One thing I've noticed, though this is no big secret, uh, is that people are generally very, very spontaneous. The faces or the actions and stances of people in the images I'm about to share with you could very probably not have been conceived in advance and probably not captured in the same way, uh, with the same mood, had I been, um, say, I'd hired models and dressed them and brought them onto a set uh, or a certain location to shoot. In fact, I personally would just never have bothered to make these images had they not presented themselves to me under these circumstances. Let's take a look at the first example, which is uh, image number 109. This was shot with my old 28-135mm to one th- uh, lens at f5.6 for 125th of a second. The ISO was set to 100. I had visited the city of Narita near the Tokyo International Airport, uh, which for some reason little known to me is actually in the Chiba Prefecture, two hours from Tokyo by train. And in July each year they hold the Gion Matsuri, uh, which is a kind of festival that goes on for three days. I had gone to the festival hoping to get shots just like this one. Uh, Incidentally, this uh, shot was used along with four other shots of mine in an exhibition held in Italy, uh, organised in collaboration with Trek Earth. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past, uh, but uh, Trek Earth was actually conceived and is owned by a a great friend of mine from way back when, when I lived in uh, northern Japan. I'll drop a link to the site in the show notes. If you want to go on a photographic tour of the Earth with literally hundreds of thousands of images, uh, you might want to go and take a look at uh, Trek Earth. Anyway, getting back to the first shot for today, I was standing on the walkway that goes around the whole way, um, all, all the way around the main temple in the grounds of the Narita-san temple complex in the middle of the city. And I noticed these five young ladies walking across the paved area towards the main doors of the temple. It's customary in Japan to throw a few coins in a box at the main doors. Uh, Sometimes you'll clap your hands uh, to attract the attention of the gods uh, and then you'll pray. Uh, these girls were about to do that, but walking along in the heat of the day with their yukata, a kind of summer kimono, and drinking their crushed ice drinks, I can imagine that they didn't have a care in the world. 
This was almost three years ago now, and these five young ladies will be older and uh, getting closer to the pressures of adulthood. But at this point in their lives, I get the impression that they were really just enjoying the day, enjoying each other's company, and probably making the sort of laid-back summer memories that will stay with them forever. I love this shot, and I'm really pleased that I was there, and my 10D was in my hand with the right settings, ready to capture this particular moment in these five girls' lives. As I said, some fleeting moments are really just that. They could be recreated uh, to a certain extent, but they'd never really be the same. If I paid these uh, three young girls to walk across the, um, foreground, the foreground there, the paved area, in their yukatas, they would have become self-conscious and their expressions would have been uh, different and the shot would not have been the same. It would have just been lost. So not to mention the technical, uh, the technical difficulty of actually getting the uh, paved area free of other people at this time which in itself is uh, quite rare during these three days of the festival. The next shot I want to talk about is number 146. This is actually the alley to the side of the main walk up to Sensoji, a very famous uh, temple in Asakusa here in Tokyo. This is another spontaneous moment. I titled the image Walking Proud. As you can see, the woman in the kimono is walking along full of confidence and looking like she could break down buildings if she felt like it. I shot this once again with my 10D and my old 28-135mm uh, IS lens at 56mm. The aperture was set to uh, 7.1 and the shutter speed was 1/350th of a second at ISO 400. Uh, at first, I was disappointed that the image only existed for existed for a moment in a uh, cluttered sense, uh, with the guy with the newspaper and the other people all around getting into the shot. After I looked at the image at home later, though, I found that I quite liked the overall mood of the shot, with the woman in the kimono kind of cutting her way through all of these people uh, going about their everyday lives. I cropped the top of the shot just a little as it was um it was just more roofs and the buildings were a little overexposed uh, due to the fact that the alley was quite dark the overexposed areas were distracting so i just wanted to remove them so sure there are things about this shot that i would like to have changed but on the whole as fleeting moments go i'm quite happy with it the next shot is number 153 this was shot at the beach at Kamakura, the place with the giant uh, statue of Buddha that most uh, tourists that visit the Tokyo area seem to make their way to. These three girls um, had tried two or three times to get a photo of themselves with the sand in the background. They were obviously not happy with the initial results, uh, squealing and laughing, uh, having checked the LCD, and then they tried again. The guy in the background on the surfboard is a little annoying, but I couldn't remove myself to clone out a whole human being. I also don't mind uh, it that much because, as a secondary element, it just adds a little to the scene. Although this is, you know, it's it's really I would have preferred it not to be there. The girls, though, are again enjoying a moment in their lives that will probably stay in their memories for a long time, especially as they'll have uh, the photos to prove they were there. This too was shot with my 10D and the 28 to 135mm IS lens. 
The aperture was f8 and the shutter speed was one two hundredth of a second at ISO 100. Regrets for this shot are that I would like to have perhaps been a little further to the right so that I could get more of their faces in the shot, but that would have changed the angle and we would not have been able to see the uh, lens on the camera, for example. So it may not have worked anyway. For the next shot, uh, number 532, we graduate to my 20D uh, for another spontaneous moment, which for me is uh, simply magical. This was shot during a family photo session at a wedding in the Meiji Jingu Shrine near Harajuku here in Tokyo. Now, I don't know what had tickled these ladies' funny bones, uh, but they were having a right old giggle about something. The bride, though, in her formal wedding kimono, was trying very hard not to laugh too much, uh, giving in to just a smile. I was shooting through people for this shot and ended up cropping tightly on the two outer ladies for balance, uh, but in general I was really quite happy with this shot. There are some distracting elements in the frame though, and as the subjects were all in a straight line in front of me, I wished I'd opened the aperture up to, uh, to around f2 on my 50mm f1.4 lens to throw more of the background out of focus. As it was, uh, I shot this at uh, f4.5 uh, for 160th of a second at ISO 400. Weddings in Japan can be quite formal and perhaps almost suffocating sometimes, but despite this one being held in one of the most famous shrines in Japan, uh, with all of the formalities, for me I got a distinct feeling that this was a wedding where close friends and family members can relax, enjoy each other's company, and once again make memories that will last. I just hope that the official photographer captured this particular moment too, as I really think it's a pearl. The last shot I wanted to look at for today is number 366. Back to the 10D for this shot, and I was using the 100-400mm to lens for this one. The ISO was set to 200 for 1 15th of a second at uh, f8. To be honest, uh, looking back at this shot, I don't know how I handheld at this speed, even though the uh, the focal length, I was using the shortest focal length of 100mm for the shot. If I recall, the original is a little soft, uh, but I'm I'm pleased that I, I went with this uh, speed, as it allows us to see a little movement in the man's uh, right leg uh, as he climbs the stairs with his little girl. This man, judging by his clothes, is probably a dentist, and has taken some time out during his uh, lunch break, as it was 1.15 when I shot this, uh, to take a walk to the local temple. At the top of the stairs we can see uh, the overexposed temple uh, that they're walking towards. As I was meeting for the, metering for the, uh, the man and his daughter at the time, the temple being overexposed is a little annoying, but also to me signifies that light or hope that this man could be looking for in his religion. I love the way the um, that he decides to take along his uh, small daughter and they climb the stairs together uh, towards their goal. The daughter is probably too young to know much about the Buddhist religion and probably uh, she doesn't even care right now. What she does care about though is getting some of her busy dad's precious time uh, to take a walk up to the temple to to uh, break the monotony of her day. She's almost certainly too young for this uh, time with her dad to remain in her memory, although I, I could be wrong. 
if this is a rare thing, uh, she may take the memory into adulthood. Whatever the case, I'm once again pleased that I was at the foot of these stairs with my camera. Although I, I might have preferred uh, to have had the camera on a tripod, I managed to scrape a reasonable shot out of the situation and again uh, captured a moment in some people's lives to bring a smile to my face when I review it. I wouldn't say that all of the shots I've talked about today will provoke feelings in all of you, uh, but hopefully you will be able to appreciate why I chose these images to discuss mood. These kind of fleeting moments in people's lives are often precious and lasting. I hope you enjoy looking at these images too and learning a little about how I made them uh, as much as I enjoyed shooting them and looking at them now. If there's anything that you can take away from today's podcast, it's probably once again the need to be ready with your camera and make the best of any situation that might present itself to you. Fleeting moments are just that. They last but a moment and they're gone. True happiness in people's faces or in their posture and actions is often something that cannot be easily reproduced or, as I said earlier, probably not something that we could conceive during the planning stages of a shoot or a day out with our cameras anyway. All we can do is to make sure that uh, the camera is turned on and around your neck or in your hand and ready to shoot. I know that the two-second delay on my 10D used to... um, really really annoy me you know you turn the power on or you if the camera's on and it's sleeping you uh, half press the shutter button to wake it up it used to take around two seconds and that used to really really annoy me um basically because you know the the time that it took to just power up just those two seconds cost me shots i remember losing shots um that still haunt me today while driving through india on a business trip and not been able to stop the car, uh, but I I saw moments in some scenes that went past the car window in less than two seconds uh, as we drove by. Uh, the technology has now caught up with our needs, the 20D and the 5D, uh, and the new uh, DSLRs from Nikon, and, all, and most makers, I would imagine now, all power up in a fraction of a second. So the problem's gone if you've bought a... DSLR over the last uh, couple of years. Um, There also used to be a problem with shutter lag that would have probably cost people shots uh, with compact digital cameras. And I believe that this time is now been reduced to almost um, nothing. So we have the technology to shoot the images even if they present themselves to us for just a second or so. Obviously, if you shoot film, uh, these things have never been a problem anyway. So now that we have the equipment, it's down to us as image hunters to get out there and see the moments and have the instinct to put our equipment to good use. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. I definitely enjoyed putting it together again as always. There are a few pieces of news to share with you before we finish today. The first is that today, on May the 30th, 2006, we reached the 300th member at martinbaileyphotography.com. Apart from the odd spammer whose account I didn't have good reason to delete, generally, every one of these 300 members is a vital part of the community and plays a huge part in keeping the 
forum pleasant and constructive and a fun place to hang out. If you haven't visited yet, please swing by uh, to the forum at my website and sign up if you have a minute. As I mentioned recently, if you have any friends or family that are interested in photography, please send them a link to the site uh, or to the podcast page and hopefully get them interested too. The more people listen, the more worthwhile this all will be and uh, you know, it will just basically increase visibility to keep the podcast uh, in the incentive to, to do the podcast coming. Uh, also, if you have a website, last week a kind listener mailed and asked me for a button to place on his website to link back to mine. I will create more, but for now, um, the, there are a few that I've put on um, a post in my forum with some sample HTML code that you can take away and uh, link back to the podcast page or to my website if you have any um, space or you, you're, you're willing to do that on your own website. And another listener called Rick has been giving me some excellent uh, feedback on how to improve the site for pocket PC use, where the relatively small form factor and the slow download speeds can be a little restrictive or at best cause frustration. In reply to Rick's requests, I recently created a podcast light page that is linked from the top pop the top uh, of the main podcast page uh, if you want to bookmark that. Uh, also, um, last week following more feedback, I created a new page for viewing the large images when you click the thumbnails from the light page. This new page contains no EXIF shooting data, comments or film strip or shopping cart, anything like that. But it does have the added feature of being able to click through all of the images from the from, from that particular episode that I'm talking about, and uh, you can you can freely use the left and right arrows uh, below the full size image to do that. I like being able to do this uh, so much that I actually also added a small text link, just the numbers um, below the images. Um, on the thumb or below the thumbnails on the sp- the standard podcast page as well so you can you can use those to jump to the light image display page and navigate them through them for each episode as well note that the actual thumbnails on the main podcast page still link to the full display page with the film strips and comments and the shopping cart uh, to buy print along with the streaming player that you can launch from my sat- site now that will change the thumbnails in a timed slideshow uh, allowing you to just click the thumbnail to view it um, as we as it changes as we talk about each shot there are now a number of ways that you can view images along with me um, in addition to iTunes remember that I cannot produce timed slideshow type iTunes podcasts uh, until Apple releases a Windows version of the chapter tool that is used to actually create those kind of podcasts I will start to create them as soon as it's possible, but for now I can only apologise for the lack of this feature. Hopefully, though, you'll be able to find a way uh, out of the existing uh, ways to, to follow along that suits you, and uh, you know, hopefully it won't be too much of a, of a problem. Oh, uh, one last thing before we do uh, complete the show for the day. Um, it's probably going to be June by the time many of you listen to this Uh, so it would be great if you could uh, vote for this podcast on Podcast Alley 
You can do this by adding your email to the address in the Podcast Alley vote section on my podcast page and then just click the vote button. It will help to increase the interest in the show and uh, it, you know, I'll hopefully get a better placing than I've been doing um, recently. I'm, I'm not be, I've not been very good at actually pushing this. So if you do like the show, uh, please go to Podcast Alley and vote for it. Thanks once again for listening and for all your support and suggestions and for the kind words that keep coming in via the forum and the contact form on my website. Uh, one last reminder, actually, uh, be sure to use your, um, to, or to check your email address when registering at the website as you have to activate the account via that. And also when sending uh, me a mail via the contact us form, uh, as I've recently been getting more and more uh, mail delivery errors due to incorrect mail addresses. If, you, you know, if you're going to take the time to contact me, um, not via the forum, but via the contactors form, it would be great to actually be able to contact you back. And I, I do reply to everybody that uh, emails me. Uh, but if your email address is, is wrong from the start, then I, I can't do that, obviously. And something to note, if you don't receive a copy of the email that you send me via the contactors form, that means that your email address probably was wrong uh, because you should get a CC of the same email um, when you fill in the form. Anyway, with that, I'll sign off for today. Uh, Whatever you're doing this week, have a great time doing it and a great weekend coming up. Bye-bye.